Hello everyone, The Vern here, Cinema Recall Podcast, recording this introduction from my phone thanks to Anchor. So this episode is very cool. Ashley and I had on filmmaker Jill Kavar Gizien, who directed The Stylist, and this is cool because I've been following Jill's career ever since she started making short films, and so this is so cool to actually talk to a filmmaker that I really admire and respect. Uh, don't forget to rate us on your favorite podcast platforms such as Spotify, and good pods, Podchaser, Apple Podcasts means the world to us, and I greatly appreciate your support. If you're new to the show, welcome. Love to have you here. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I know that coming up soon, Ashley and I will be attending Convergence, which is a science fiction comic book horror convention going on in Minneapolis, and we'll be there from August 11th through the 14th. Our next episode, we'll be having on guest uh, podcaster... Sets educator, author, adult film star, Corlin Jewell to the show, and it was so cool to talk to her as well. So that's coming up next week, so don't forget to check that out as well. Uh, we're also available on Full Swap Radio, our show, Cinema Recall. We're available on their radio network every Sunday for Vanilla Sundays at 8.30, so don't forget to go to fullswapradio.com. Uh, anyways, folks, uh, here's the show. Hope you enjoy it. I love you all very much, and I will talk to you soon. Goodbye, everybody. This podcast is a proud member of the Let's Chat Club. Find out how you can become a member by going to the website letschatpodcast.net. This podcast may contain adult language, adult situations, spoilers, and some brief nudity, so parental guidance is adjusted. We have such sights to show you. After about five minutes of this movie, you're gonna wish you had ten beers. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. So, what would you little maniacs like to do first? Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play? Oh, well. <laughs> la di da, la di da, la la. Yeah. Welcome back to the Cinema Recall Podcast. Welcome, welcome. everyone. Welcome. Welcome. To our shit show. Oh, <laughs> welcome to the shit show. Cinema Recall Podcast. I'm Ashley. This is the Vern. Hello. Joining us today is Jill. I'm not going to try and pronounce your last name, Javarzian. No, Javarzian. It's Gavarzian. Gavarzian. No, I'm gonna fuck it up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, With Jill G, the stylist. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you can say it correctly. I, I'll figure it out. Well, I'm trying my best, Jill. Well, welcome, Jill. Hi. Thank you for having me, guys. It is a hard one. Gavar Gizion. Gavar Gizion. Yes. Uh, All right. I said it right one time. That's a gold star for me. Super thrilled and excited. Uh, Jill, as you know, is the writer and director of The Stylist, starring uh, Najara Townsend. Did I get that name right? Yes. And Bea Grant? Yes. Yes, indeed. Sweet. Nice. Uh, love this horror film. Uh, now the weird, not, not weird thing, but the cool thing is that I first got contacted with you because of your short film Call Girl. That one was so good. <laughs> I really, I was like, "What's gonna happen? like this <laughs> is gonna be great," and I just watched it the other day, and I was like, "The ending, whew, nice." I was like, "That's fucking awesome." I mean, that was probably the first time I ever got, you know, heard, heard your name because I remember I interviewed Tristan Risk, 
who previously was in American Mary. And at the end of our interview, she mentioned that she was going to be, you know, uh, being a lead for this little short film. And she didn't really know the director, and it was your short film. And yes, it was, it was so cool to work with her, <clears throat> especially, and it was my very first thing I ever did. Yeah. So good. It was uh, with Tristan, Tristan Riston. Is it Lawrence <laughs> Harvey? Yes. Yes. Did I know Tristan Risk from American Mary and Lawrence Harvey uh, from The Human Centipede Part 2? Oh. And it was so cool <laughs> to have uh, those people together there. Those are the, the I don't watch those movies. Very like, I like I like horror. I don't like, uh, there's like a certain genre that I won't watch. That's right. Because it creeps, just creeps me out just a little bit too much. No. But very cool. Ladies and gentlemen, glad to have you on here. Uh, quick little side notes here, folks, before we get into our show. Uh, so coming up here next week, we are going to be, not next week, a few weeks, we're going to be at Convergence. Yep. So definitely check that out. Uh, I got to give a quick little shout out to our sponsors. Uh, one is Newsly, and that uh, site is newsly.me. Uh, for right now, you don't have to... Uh, Scroll through the internet, you can have someone read the internet to you. Newsly.me slash, use the promo code recall, you get a free month of that. Um, and then also uh, ExpressVPN, expressvpn.com slash cinema recall, get three months of services. Uh, you can actually watch the internet anywhere in the country. So I gotta give them, give them a quick shout out here. Uh, so, Jill, seen right now, I gotta take my notes. I'm gonna have this up. I want to so. tell you, Jill. I also watched uh, Granny or awesome. Gammy. Was it Gam Grammy? Grammy. 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 Yes. And as soon as she said what she said, I was like, "Oh, that's gonna be good. It's gonna be good." So, <clears throat> I really enjoyed it. Night was super quick, but I really liked it. I had to ask you, Jill. How starting off with the call, with the, with the short call girl? How did you get Tristan Risk and Lawrence Harvey to be on that short? It was, it was crazy. In fact, when I first had the opportunity, I, I thought I was going to be too scared to take it on. Um, I had sent the script to Lawrence Harvey. Am I echoing on your guys' side? Uh, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't. I'm no. just hearing it on me. Are you okay. hearing it on your end? <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh, I do hear it a little bit. Is there? Um, let's see. Someone here. Is it because? Go ahead, say something. You should read it. Okay. I don't know. Is that? Hello, hello. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Is that better? <laughs> I can hear it a little bit, but it's fine. I just didn't know if it was the recording or what, what it was. It should um, be good. So I, you uh, sent the script yeah, to Lawrence? Yeah, at first I, I sent the script to Lawrence really just for um, like insight on the script and what he thought about it. I wasn't, it wasn't a casting thing. I had just met him at a horror convention and was just kind of nerded out that we had become friends. Awesome. And then he like straight up was like, I really like it. And I want to play the guy. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was like incredibly overwhelmed by the idea at first. Like I thought, honestly, I was like, maybe I'm too intimidated to do this. I don't know. And then I was like, no, you have to take this opportunity to work with someone like this talented and that already has like a, you know, a name in the horror world. And, and he, you know, it was his involvement that got Tristan interested. Um, 
I actually went out to visit him when he was filming Human Centipede 3 in L.A. And it was at the same time that American Mary was um, premiering there. And I got to meet her there. And it was just like this weird coincidence of then later asking her to do it. And it was just like a dream scenario for this. It's just a five-minute short film to work with these two. We brought people in from two different countries for this little baby first short film. It was like a really exciting uh, project that like it immediately, you know, it sucked me into filmmaking. I was like, this is what I want to keep doing. Um, yeah. It was really awesome. I think. Oh, I was going to say, was it done in one take? I mean, you probably did several takes, right? But it was like there was no, it was done in one shot is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. How many yeah, takes, how um, many takes did it? We did quite a few because actually my my first intention was for it to not to have those kind of glitches in it. I, yeah, I liked that. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, we have to shoot it solid, not like hiding cuts so we could. Those glitches were like something decided after the fact, after mm -hmm. we shot it. So we shot it in actually two pieces like it. We hide the cut when she when they both leave the frame for like one second. Yeah, we actually did a ridiculous amount of visual effects to hide this tiny cut <laughs> in this thing that we ended up adding glitches to anyway. Um, it was like three minutes longer before I was like, "Yeah, let's try the glitch thing and then see what happens." And then we were just like, "Let's now I can remove mm -hmm. anything and no one will ever know it was there in the first place." So um, the, gl the yeah, glitch was, thing that was made cool. It, well, I was it, gonna say people, the people out there that are not quite sure what call girl is about can you just tell them quickly ashley because you saw it recently yeah What's it's it? uh, about a guy that's uh invites a call girl over mm -hmm. um to what you assume is having sex yeah um but actually his intent is to murder her yeah and he's talking to someone on the other side of a webcam yeah but you don't know who that is uh I from think, your from the perspective of the viewer, it's you. I think. Well, I think he's just making a yeah. video for himself. <laughs> he's making his own because he was serial killers. To someone. I'm sure. He's yeah. Making... the The idea is that there's this underground world of people who kill mm -hmm. and share the videos and oh, watch. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you know, there's like chats coming in, and yeah. we, we really wanted to put you in the perspective, like to make it as uncomfortable as possible. Like the viewer is that person, like enjoying watching this thing. You, you know what it kind of reminded me of a little bit? It kind of reminded me of, like, funny games in a way. Like, you're the viewer participating in the crimes. And I've you're like what you're, you're still, like, watching it from, like, a, an audience it, perspective. It did feel like like he was talking to you. Like, you were the person he was yeah. talking to. And it was it was off-putting, for sure. The <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, oh. But then what, I, I was just the like this right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to spoil the twist, but when Tristan Risk comes in, you think that she's going to be the victim in this. Mm -hmm. uh, but then things kind of switched around. I'm not going to say what happens, but it threw me for a loop. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry but it, I mean, it's fair to spoil it. It is like almost, oh my yeah. God. I, I don't like to spoil it. I don't know how, for... how I've got. <laughs> well, all, all you have to say is, is when you think she's dead, she's not. Yeah. And yeah. she's just awesome, <laughs> yep. cool in that. It was um, pretty great. And I know, like after that, um, you did the short Grammy. Uh, mm -hmm. I know you worked on the feature Frankenstein Created Biters. And were you doing like assistant direction <laughs> work on that, or like what was your role in Frankenstein Created Biters? I was um, the assistant director. 
on a crazy uh, circus of a shoot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, I say that because the assistant director is in charge of organizing things that like were not possible to organize because I it, it was such an, a huge thing that wasn't decided. Like so many things weren't decided till the day they happened. Um, it was such a cool experience though. It was shot on 35 millimeter film. James Bickert, the writer, director, everything up until then, everything he's ever made is on some form of film. And um, that was wild to experience because I've only seen like a, I've shot like a one minute thing on film and that's an ordeal. So to do like something that's like a whole month long, you, where do you even find all the actual film is a, is it a huge, mm -hmm. <laughs> an issue I learned. We actually ran out many times and we're like, okay, where do we go find some more? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like, I feel like it's a discipline. It's some, it's, you have to be more disciplined with film and it's something we should all carry over into digital. I feel like we're a little lazy with digital because we know we can redo it when we, we should treat it like we can't. Mm -hmm. And yeah. there's a lot to say about the way they used to make movies and you didn't shoot something 400 times it was like twice maybe and you're just yeah. like we live with, you, with you just live one. with the mistakes yeah. and you live with like the human mis i was like there's something about having human mistakes in art and we make stuff so like robotic now mm -hmm. that we make it too perfect because we yeah. can there's something to say about like technology's hurting us in that way yeah. I, yeah. I feel like i went on a rant but no now, please oh, rant oh, three or four rants <laughs> But I feel like, yeah, we should learn from, I don't know, just living with some mm -hmm. mistakes. Sometimes that like adds to the whole thing in the end, really. I don't know. Well, would you want to like <laughs> uh, do your next movie on film? Um, <laughs> I would I'd love to do it, but I think it's just a, the budget. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah it's like, pretty spendy that way. Yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> it's hard enough to make a movie at all, let alone on top of that, we want to shoot it on film. But I know people... You know, who have done it on a smaller budget. So I'm sitting there thinking, how in the hell did they do it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, imagine because uh, the stylist got a bunch of award recollection and audience praise and critical praise. I'm pretty sure you can find you. I can imagine you uh, collaborating with like a Tarantino who is like a big, huge film enthusiast and have him put up money to produce your feature and have it be done on film. You start let's call. There. Let's call him up. Let's call him up. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. What's up, Q? I wish. Yeah. It, 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 um, come on, cutie it could, pie. It could and happen. Be, yeah, right. <laughs> call him cutie, cutie pie. pie. Well, I'm sure if you came into like that, yeah, it would like, it would oh, help out. Cutie pie. See, Jill, could this could do. This may be your your new um, what do you call here uh, promo person yeah. right here. <laughs> when you just gotta go, cutie pie. I'll uh, just. I'll just sweet him to death. Yeah. It's fine. You, 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 you would do well with that. I probably yes. would. Yeah. Um, so I know after this one, too, uh, I know you uh, kind of did some work on what was my favorite of the short you did, the BFF Girls. I've not, I didn't see that. <laughs> no, you didn't because, because I couldn't you didn't find send me the link. Because I couldn't find it because it's, it's, it's not it's on YouTube. Um, sure, where? Um, but I, that I, was actually directed by Brian Lonano. Yes. I helped produce it. Yep. Um, and Brian is a wacky filmmaker. And I mean that in his content, not yep. like as a person. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that either. But <laughs> his, his stuff is just is so strange. I don't even like, I wouldn't call oh. it horror or whatever. The, it's so like unique to him. And he has such a clear voice that is like, 
that's why I was so excited to work with him. It's the kind of thing that would I don't even know where it comes from in his mind. So I'm like, I want to work on something like this that requires like puppets and green screen work yeah, and animation. So and they dealt with like all the effects like you did in like in the like eighties and nineties. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like we actually filmed like dropping colors into glass into tanks of water like close up and filmed like miniatures and all kind and fog growing across just like the floor so cool. like yeah it was, everything instead of doing that all with effects like you know after effects it was so cool to experience i love the product of work and i'm so glad you did some work on that film too produced and otherwise so the premise of bff girls it's about these three <laughs> american women mm -hmm. um who have These teenagers teenagers yes <laughs> who, who are obsessed with japanese culture yes. sorry i'm ruining please your no please. Yeah, please actually you go ahead and <laughs> you, you probably you do this much better Jill. tell us they um they're three girls who are like obsessed with like anime and japanese everything and they um one of them starts their period mm -hmm. and they they also happen to be superheroes who transform into totally different characters That's japanese badass. superheroes in like say like quasi sailor moon very much like so moon. power rangers yep. in, in, influenced and fight a giant tampon monster amazing so this movie is re absolutely ridiculous and hilarious and so fun oh, i have to see that <laughs> oh. i want to see three three pubescent will... girls fight a tampon monster but they turn into great. they turn into like uh japanese <laughs> women fighters and oh that's cool and they speak Japanese they speak when they Japanese. switch over as well. That's great. That sounds so good. I gotta look it up. It's I don't a, know where I'm gonna find it's it. It's an Arrow video player. Okay. It's yeah, I know they Arrow. Which, you know, first put the stylus out, and then they picked up all of Brian's collection. So they've got all of his short films. Yeah, that's really interesting. So that's very cool. Um, and then you, in like 2016, you did the short of the stylist. Um, I didn't watch that one. That was that was the one I didn't get to before, uh, but I did watch the full feature length film. Okay. I didn't watch the end though. No, yeah, we I'm, we we got into I the, had by to the leave, end. and I think I I still have ten minutes. Yeah. So like I don't know how. Oh it my ends. gosh! <laughs> the, end, the last ten minutes is the craziest. Yes. Part. And I'm super excited because. Or maybe just last two minutes. Oh my gosh! Because that movie, from like the beginning, I was like, oh oh, this is. This is good. Oh. This is very good. So wait, here's a, a okay. wild thing I have to tell you about the short because it seems okay. like the order of when it came out that it, I like made Call Girl and then Grammy and then whatever the heck I don't even remember mm -hmm. and then the stylist. Yeah. But really, we shot the stylist in like, uh, like it took us over a year to finish post production. So we had shot it. I'm trying to remember the years. The hell is how this happened? Like February of 2015, but yet yeah, didn't put it out till. 2016 mm -hmm. June almost a whole freaking year and a half later so it, while in post-production for the stylist short I made Grammy and a couple other short films um oh, that's just right. in in the yeah. meantime because yeah. it just took a long time to get the stylist short film was really like film school for me like in a short film because sure. call girl was very small <clears throat> in scale com compared to the stylist it was like a huge <laughs> jump for me and I had to learn a lot when we were making it. Um, so it was a, but it was an awesome yeah. experience, but it took a long time. Yeah. Cause I mean, you brought back, you brought in um, Najra Townsend, who I first knew about of her film Contracted. 
And I was a Me hu- too. You really? Oh, nice, nice. Because I was a huge fan of that movie. And then when I saw that she got cast in this short, I'm like, holy shit. She got the girl from Contracted. Jill's moving up. Oh, my gosh. This is freaking awesome. <laughs> like, uh, an upcoming horror director is directing the horror icon. And I'm just so, I was so thrilled. And I thought that short was amazing. And then I'm I saw excited an, to hear you call her an I, horror icon. Because she I is. Need, I would, I'm wanting Najar to be in more films. I'm I like, do too. Come on, people. She is. She's, She's so talented. Very much so. Um, and because here's what I had to say about uh, the stylist, and I had to actually write this down so it made sense. Um, I said on the surface, the stylist is about a woman who scalps people and wears their scalps under her head. But for me, it's more about a woman dealing with her anxiety about being forgotten. And that's just kind of like the fear um, that she has with that. Uh, how did you get hooked up with, uh, Naj- is it Na- Najra? Najra? It's Najara. Najara, I'm sorry. How did you get hooked up with Najara? Yeah. I um, actually was at a film festival where Contracted premiered okay. in uh, Palm Springs, California in 2014, I think, or 15. Yeah, that makes sense to me, I think. Um, I was with my friend John Pata, who went on to edit The Stylist. He's also a writer-director. His feature was playing there that weekend. Contracted was as well. And so I saw the film, and yeah, I was so impressed with her her uh, performance. Because, you know, it's a character. Like, she is the in every shot of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, if she, she carries, she has to carry the whole film with that kind of movie. And so, so same with this kind of movie. And I felt like, through contracted, you can see that she can do everything. She goes through literally the whole thing in that everything a person could in the movie. Um, but I just briefly met her there, and but I knew Eric England, the director of Contracted. Oh, and so I reached out to him later. I kept thinking of her when we were casting or trying to cast the short, and finally I just reached out to him. I was like, "Do you think I could?" you could connect me with her and she read the short and she really liked it and just right away wanted to be work on it when she read it. Um, and I think I told her that like, it was my hope to eventually make it a full length. I, like from the beginning, that was my plan. Um, and we, I feel like we were like hit the jackpot with her. Like she did such, a- she oh, brought yeah. her to life in the dream <clears throat> in like the most dream way I could ever probably not even have imagined because it I want was... her to be very real, even though she's doing this very over-the-top thing. And she just, like, nailed that that real feeling for the, the authentic character, even though she's doing very insane yeah. things. <laughs> and that's one thing I love best about the movie is that, yes, she's doing these horrible crimes to people, but yet there's empathy that happens with her. Um, I do want to mention real quickly uh, with uh, Contracted, and I hope our listeners check out that movie as well, because Contracted is about a woman who has a one-eight stand uh, with this guy that she met at a party, uh, and then she starts uh, decaying because... Yeah, you told me about this one. Because this guy has a one-eight stand with a corpse and earlier. Oh, so and she gets like a zombie-ish she, sort of situation. She starts to become a oh, zombie. That I think you told me about that. It's really cool. It a really sounds cool, great. Like and, way into that idea. It's really is what I thought. And she has such a... About it. I mean, her physical performance in that is good as well as what she's going through mentally. It was really great. And when I saw it, she's cast as essentially this serial killer 
I thought that was just brilliant <laughs> casting uh, because you do feel this empathy for this lonely woman. Um, yeah. And it definitely reminded me uh, a bit of, and I'm sure this probably influenced you as well, with uh, Lucky McKee's May and Angela Bettis's role in that. Um, and just Very much. Found it to be just an absolute, just Ugh. amazing performance right there. Um, I loved that movie. And I think I said when we were talking last week about um, having Jill on and you were talking about May. Yeah. And I was like, I and I hadn't thought of that movie in 10 years. And it's the minute somebody brings it up and you're like, you know, it's a good character in a good movie. If after 10 years, somebody brings it up and you instantly have have like those feelings that you had when you first watched the movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're like, yeah, it's good. Oh. And your character definitely has that. Yeah. yeah. After these messages, we'll be right back. Have you ever watched a movie and thought, I wish that character got more screen time? Or maybe that character's backstory is way more interesting than our heroes? Or even, my god, they didn't include my favourite character from the book? Well, you've come to the right place. Unproduced and Unadapted is a podcast about all the sidekicks overlooked, the villains done wrong, the background characters that stole the show, and the characters missing from adaptations. We also discuss all those books and comics that haven't been adapted, and all those movies that set up the sequel, and then we never got it. Each episode we discuss all the sequels, prequels, spin-offs, and adaptations they should have made. We talk potential storylines, dream casting, and pitch our own missing movie, TV show, or comic. You can find Unproduced and Unadapted on every podcast app, as well as on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Unproduced Unadapted. And you can find every episode, as well as all the show notes and blog posts at unproducedunadapted.com. Have time for another podcast and enjoy listening to two idiots discussing films? Then look no further. We are Movie Drone Podcast, two mates sitting down to discuss new releases, nostalgic films and anything and everything in between. He's Steve. And he's Mark. Together we answer listener questions and set each other homework, giving each other a film to watch that the other hasn't seen, in the hope of unearthing hidden gems. You can download us on iTunes, Podbean, as well as Google searches to find us on loads of different platforms. Or email moviedronepodcast at hotmail.com. I think that's all. No chance, mate. Huh? You've forgotten everyone's favourite feature. Mark's movie impressions. Oh, I'd hope you've forgotten it too, to be honest. No chance of that, mate. You think you should do one. I hate you. Come on, mate. Show them what you got. Hey, no fun. Hey, no fun. Yo, Adrian! <laughs> and if that hasn't put you off, give us a try. There's a small chance you won't regret it. The Vert here, just hopping back in here really quickly to say if you enjoy our interview with Jill Kavarkizian, please check out Podcast in the Woods. My good buddy Boomer did an interview with Jill, and it's very cool. So I just want to stop in here and say to please check out that podcast as well. It's a lot of fun, especially the episodes that I was on. Uh, but anyways, folks, uh, let's get back to our interview with Jill. Love you all very much. Take care. Bye. And then also, I want to mention too, uh, Brea Grant, who plays Olivia in this movie, 
wonderful job from her as well. Uh, but also, she's a filmmaker in her own right. Uh, she, yes. She did the films Lucky and 12, 12 Hour Shift starring Angela Bettis, who was in May as well. She's directing that. Yes, I love the connection there. I was so jealous. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> how dare you get to direct May? Not fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, she has that uh, Brit Grant directed a new movie with Katie Segal called Torn Hearts. Yes, it actually just came out. You can already rent it on demand. It's freaking awesome. Really? It's available now. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yes. I just I watched am. it. Oh, it's so cool. So, how did she get involved with this project? Yeah, honestly, working with Bria was like when I first met her, I was really, really, I think, I think a theme in my life is I work with people that are, I'm intimidated by. But I feel like that's a good thing. You'll learn from them and whatever. But uh, I met her on a, a project years ago, a feature that, like, they were looking for a director to attach to it. Mm -hmm. And she was attached to star in the film. And um, I was brought on the film. It has not been made, obviously, or you would have seen it. Um, <laughs> but it was a, which is a lot of, a lot of us have films out there that never come to fruition, but um, through that project, it was written by Eric Stoles, who was is a co-writer on the stylist here. And so, on that film, we pitched it for like a year and a half, and it just didn't get anywhere. And so, I t essentially stole Eric and Bria and brought them onto the stylist team. Nice. Like, like, at one point, <laughs> yeah, at one point, the script we were needing like major help. And I was like, I really want to ask Eric to help. He's so, like, smart and clever, like, just fast with these, like, ideas and, like, problem-solving narrative ideas. And just, like, where does these things come from? And uh, what he can do in, like, three weeks takes me, like, a year. So I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't even fucking understand. Um, so, yeah, he did this, like, incredible revision of the script that's, like, epically huge, which is the movie we ended up making. And... Uh, and then, yeah, Bria, once I met her, I just kept envisioning her as Olivia. I was like, she kind of embodies a lot of this character in her real self. And um, so, yeah, just I waited until we were really serious about making it to ask her. I didn't want it to be like this hypothetical thing. And sure. it also came down to like, could she do it? Because, like you said, she's be blown up as a writer and director in the last few years. And so uh, she... We were like, if you're available in this month, because you know we can't compete with like you getting hired to make, to make another thing. Or she was also directing for like big series. She like she writes for Netflix shows. She directs on like a couple CW shows. Like wow. she does a no. lot of behind the scenes, and so a lot of writing, like tons of writing on shows that people have no idea. Like, so she's very talented, and it was a dream to work with her. And the, I feel like the chemistry and the the awkward chemistry between them when they played the characters was I was like got chills when I first got to see them together I was like oh it's it's the perfect amount of weirdness and when we when we needed it and then yeah. it was, and when not when we needed it right we in fact we filmed like the most awkward scene between the two characters like the first day they were together <laughs> and I was just like get it out of the way it was just perfect <laughs> I had no idea it wasn't even meant to do it that way but I was like maybe this was right then because they're only going to get more comfortable every mm -hmm. day we're all mm -hmm. together yeah. Um, they already knew each other, but still it was, I never tested them as the characters, like on screen, like you would do in normal Hollywood sure. world when yeah. you have money and time to do that. <laughs> well, I, um, 
but yeah, so I had no idea till they were there and we're like, it's fucking great. So <laughs> I mean, I, I can imagine too, Jill, and please feel free to jump any time, but um, uh, I'm trying my best to word this already. I'm sure it's going to be difficult when you're going in from doing like a short feature, especially the stylist mm -hmm. where it's just like one actor and a small crew to go into mm -hmm. a feature version of the stylist. We have a whole bigger crew, a whole bigger budget. Oh, yeah. Um, how do you prepare for something like that? And like, how did you get funding available? And I'm sure there's a lot of filmmakers out there like, hey, I made a short film. How can I get that turned into yeah. a feature and whatnot? If I don't know if you have Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish there was an easy, an easier thing I could say like this and this and then it'll happen. Yes. Um, but got... it's, it definitely helps to make a, if you're, you know, if you're, idea is conducive to being a short film and a feature because i think a lot of you know we've all seen short films that are which i've been accused of my film's been accused of the same thing is fine everyone has their opinion but like of, of shorts being stretched you know to try to be a feature um i think it's a great idea to do it if you know they're both concepts that seem like they work separately as two separate mm -hmm. things um but it's definitely and it's also it's definitely helpful to get your short film out there and you know develop a fan base for it so then you can you it already has a name it has some like power behind it when you're then trying to get a feature made like all these people already know about it it has so i feel like those things like that help but in the end we ended up crowdfunding a huge portion of the feature smart we yeah. we we tried to get it made the 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 hopeful hollywood way where like a a big a company's gonna sure. come in and, and and finance it but after a while we're like Fuck it. let's just let's try this <laughs> and if it, if we can do it with anything it felt like we could do with that movie because the short did really well and it played a million festivals it was on shutter and i was like if it if we're gonna do it we need to do it na sooner than later um but like when it came to like the crew types like the bigger mm -hmm. actual shooting the actual thing i was like psychotically nervous oh, like, that, yeah. i can't imagine i would only like you said even all my short films were really just like a couple people at a and at then, a time in a room right? as far as the cast and then as a feature then it's like you're in charge of all of these people <laughs> right like it's not just well, a couple it's like yeah a whole crew that was yeah. i well, don't know what was nice though is i was so nervous because i'm used to on short films you're as a director, you might take on like a bazillion other jobs that you wouldn't on a feature as the director, you know? Sure. Because you can't do all those on like a couple of days, you can do a million things, but on like 20 days, that's, it's too much. So I had, we had such a big uh, team of people who were in charge of all the logistic type stuff, like our production manager, coordinators, and all these assistant directors and producers. So I didn't have to think about anything but creative stuff for the first time ever on a film. Nice. So it was actually in that way, really relieving. And I learned like big scenes with like all of our extras. I had never done an extra scene before, but in, in filmmaking, your assistant director team handles them, like doles out the direction, places them wherever you want them. So I was like, oh, wow, I don't have to actually figure, I have to, I can say where I want them to be, but I don't have to go out there and place them and give right. direction to, to, to 40 people in the background and be like, do this, do this. But so it was, I just had the dream team I could trust. Oh, that's I think awesome. I was really lucky to, 
to just not have to worry about yeah. it because I am a control freak. So that means I, I really trust in these people. Well, you're you are also a hairstylist, right? Yes. Yes. And I still am. And you still are. That's <laughs> I just, awesome. My hands are stained from it right now. <laughs> that is so amazingly epic uh, that you are a hairstylist mm -hmm. and you're a filmmaker and you know you both enjoy both jobs, which is great. Uh, Ashley's here is a professional massage therapist. Yes. And a podcast. We've got to make the masseuse next. I've joked that we will make oh. them of all the like, oh yeah, all the spa things, the, right. the manicurist, the masseuse, right. the stylist. If, yeah. if, if that happens, it'll be a trilogy. I'll be sure to check in, and I, I, I will. I'll give you some tips. I want to become a victim in that. Yes. Yeah, my my, my... A massage therapist, where I just like, I flay, oh. flay people. Oh, that'd be great. This is giving me a lot of ideas. Oh, I like. <laughs> If anything, Jill, I just want to be like a victim in a horror, a horror film you direct. I just want to be the just guy that gets Vern killed. Just mind. He wants to be murdered. I want to be totally murdered in like the in most glorious way. <laughs> in a movie. In a movie, yes. Not in okay. real life. Not, not totally real life. murdered. No, in yes, in a movie. Totally murder Vern. <laughs> and I will totally be a, uh, uh, the serial killer. You, you can, if, if you have, it's just I'm a, terrible. If you I'm a, like, allow me. Oh, gosh. I'll if, take you out. <laughs> I would love to be murdered by you. Hey, in a movie. In a movie. In a movie, yes. No. I'm glad you made that really clear. <laughs> You're my friend or anything like that. <laughs> and I love clear. I love like, you. He's like, actually, I don't want you to stay the night in my house tonight. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm scared of what you'll do. I'm always going to be scared, but you're for free to stay over. That's all. Thanks, uh, buddy. All right. So, uh, but I want to talk real quickly here because I know, talk about the stylist. I found the store by Nicholas Ellert to be just really wonderful. Uh, how'd you meet him? Oh, I love I love Nick, and I have to brag that the freaking score, thanks to Arrow, our distributors, was put out on vinyl. Oh my I god, that's so. Right now. You mean? It's, so it's available on record. You have one right there. <laughs> no, I. Oh, I got sorry. excited. I, I, I was just like, got the I got the, the Blu-ray. There, um, you gotta tip it down so you can. See but I will talk about this Blu-ray. Yeah, the the same art great. is on the record, oh. and Sarah Deck, who did the art for that, did our back as well. Um, well I mean, but the uh, Nick Elert, I've he actually has scored all of my short films aside from Call Girl as well, which Call Girl doesn't have scores. Really, yeah, why? Sure. Um, it's just a song at the you know in the credits, but um. I met Nick through John Pada, who is a writer-director I mentioned earlier. He edited The Stylist as well. Um, John had directed a film called Deadweight and a few short films when I met him almost 10 years ago. And I worked on John's short film titled Pity in like 2014. There I met actually like almost all the people that I work with on the stylist and it was just like, I'm taking all of your crew, including <laughs> you. And we're going to make my movie now. Like, come on, kids, but, um, get in. And, uh, Give the it, cool really kids. Was, it was like mm -hmm. his cinematographer and production designer from that short film came onto the stylist, made the feature as well. Composer, Nick Elert. But yeah, Nick is such a talent and he'll come up with ideas for things. And I'm just like, honestly people yeah. who write music that's like a, a thing that just really is so magical to me i'm like this just like comes out of their brain like, yeah what mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um i've i could grew up playing music like i'm like i can read it i play it but i don't have any freaking clue how you just like it comes out of your brain magically but um it was cool to work with him on the short and the feature because he brought even the 
like our theme song he created for the short into the future but like updated it. oh it's so beautiful and uh it's cool because we just go through the film once he understands like the kind of sound i wanted and we just go through it and talk about it from an emotional perspective like nothing to do with like specific sounds but just like the emotion that should be evoked from the music scene by scene <laughs> and um so it's really incredible that it can be translated that's why i'm like how does he hear me and mm -hmm. then make this and then it's awesome and i'm like yeah that's exact that's fucking awesome yeah. um, so i have a i have a question about sound actually so yeah in the scenes where she's ripping their scalp off <laughs> what was the foley artist using what was that sound do you know I don't know all of the sounds because it's like layers mm -hmm. of so many things, mm -hmm. but it was so cool to see them working on it. They sent us actually some videos. We worked with a team called uh, Noise Floor in Chicago that does like big movies. Mm -hmm. We were so lucky to be able to afford, barely afford them. Um, but they were like using like fruit, like watermelon, mm -hmm. like digging your fingers into like melons oh, sure. to make these like crunchy sounds. <laughs> and then there's like actually Velcro even layered oh. in it. Like there's, and like wet, gross things. Yeah. I don't even know. Like in the short film, I know we use like egg skin, like hard boiled eggs. Oh, I don't yeah. even know. That's oh gross. my gosh. <laughs> I told them actually, I'm a vegetarian and I'm pretty animal conscious. I used to be vegan, and so with the feature, I was like, we're not using any animal. Sure. Like, sure. ripping up dead animals, which people do use, like, because they're, I kind of understand, they're all, like, someone already butchered them for another reason. Yes. Yeah. But, um, so I know people that will use that kind of stuff, but I'm like, that's kind of cheating. Like, we have to figure out how to make this sound, not yeah. go, like, yeah. rip skin off. <laughs> that's yeah. fucking gross. And then, of course, and then, of course, like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, would it be that easy to just... Don't be Run thinking these thoughts here. What are you doing? No, don't be thinking. I can't help it. Don't, That's how my brain works, Jill. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I, I watch her slice, really and then I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you're, 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 what's going to happen to you is you're going to like, you know, bite burn. Right? It's because not it's, believable. It's fine. Because it's, no, because it's such a thin, no, it, it is believable. It is thin. Because it's you so can't thin. Where my scalp? Like, let's see if we can pull this up. You can't. No, it's too thick in the movie is my critic. Come here, Vern. It's my head. It's okay, Vern. Before the short, I had watched like, I swear every scalping that's happened in a movie just to like look at how everyone's yeah. done it to see like how do we want to do it? How does yeah. everyone else do it? Yeah. I just and mostly loved, they're like, so fast yeah. in every movie. Yes. So I was like, we're ours is gonna be slow as the dip like every other one you can't really tell. It's just like Yeah. And so you're like so I think that's kind of what makes ours more fun because it's just like we're gonna show you the whole thing. Yeah. And like <laughs> it's almost in slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> like look at it. Look at it. It's perfect. And I, I love the way too that in the very beginning shot when she's pulling the hair off. It's in a wide shot, and you don't go into some like crazy close-ups or move the cameras mm -hmm. back and forth. You're seeing the whole thing, and it's uncomfortable to watch, and yet you can't look away. Yeah, it's this thing of like, and I like perverse that, beauty. And I well, and I like that it is a it's a, a, a what what did you call it a long shot? Yeah, a little white yeah, shot. Okay, yes. white shot. Because then you can see her face, and like yeah. not just not just like gore, but like the like the thought that's going through her head. Yeah, and she's. Removing this person's and hair. I had to give a <laughs> I had to give a shout to your uh, director That's of awesome. photography, uh, Robert Patrick Stern. 
Robert Patrick Stern is the best. He's he's great. Uh, <laughs> and I could tell from watching that, um, and I did watch some of the commentary of this movie that you and Najara did on the wonderful Arrow Blu-ray, which uh, you can now buy, even though it's on reverse here. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> backwards. Down. And it's also another right side here, but wonderful Arrow Blu-ray, which you can buy at all of your wonderful DVD shops, the stylist. DVD shops. <laughs> or, or your record towns. Or... You will surprisingly see it places. I've seen it at Barnes & Noble, and I, like, yeah. freak out. I'm like, That's my awesome. movie's here. I definitely got. Talk, I definitely <laughs> talked about your collaborations with Arrow, uh, but I know that on this movie you have a lot of, a lot of influences style-wise, and I know that when watching it, uh, you had references to Sisters and Carrie from Brian De Palma, uh, Suspirio, not Suspirio, not Suspirio. That sounds like a. Uh, that sounds Suspirio sounds like a breakfast cereal. <laughs> Suspirio. Suspirios. Now with extra vitamin D. Sus- a scary cereal, we will make it. <laughs> Sus- Suspiria, um, Dario Gento, The Neon Demon from Nicholas Wine Riffin, uh, mentioned me. Uh, did you, I mean, I, I kind of got those uh, references style-wise because you have the split-screen technique that De Palma uses. Uh, there's use of, like, colors the way that uh, Nicholas Wine Riffin did for The Neon Demon. Um, but did you have any other sort of like, influences style-wise when you were making the stylist, when... Anything yeah, you like um, watched or read? Yeah, like that list that you had, I had more on there. And it was interesting the films, like, I got to them via like the theme of the film being similar versus just like picking films, like random films that I think that look cool. Like, all those films had this connection of like a female psych- psychology women losing their mind, women obsessed with other women, all these like similar themes, like <clears throat> the neon demon, all those themes have that, all those movies have that like obsession, mm-hmm. perfection thing in them all. Even like black Swan was another more mm-hmm. modern one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like, a, yeah, a lot of older psychological thrillers, like, even like three women or a uh, persona was another one. Okay. And I, was- I look to these directors that like, yeah, we're able to like use those that are like way smarter than me because I want to learn from them and like the ways that they would bring out those themes in visual ways that wasn't just like you know subtle things that you have to like study to realize it's happening like but that like well, that because she's always wearing yellow did was yes. that on purpose <laughs> like I was like she's she's like everything that she there's like yellow so like what was it about that color is there something yeah, psychologically well we, that made you want it to wasn't even that? specifically it was weird how we got well, to yellow in the first place and it, it ended up having meaning in reverse in a way like we gave see there was color palette always means a lot to me in film mm-hmm. like so we gave claire her own color palette that was like her, not just her clothing but her house yeah her her life and then the rest of the world and olivia's life looked like opposite like cool blues Mm -hmm. pinks purples and then she has this warm oranges yellows browns so that they kind of had this this opposite thing they'd clash and so she'd always stand out everywhere she went was the idea not like in a she's a freak but just like she's from another time or just isn't Right. Just doesn't blend in. I kind of thought the whole uh, yellow dress and the red hair was a tribute to Jalo cinema because Jalo wasn't the word for like yellow because a lot of those 
uh, Italian crime novels, they were published in these yellow paperback books. So I thought maybe subconsciously that was your oh, own man, I w- tribute I'm to that. Start yeah, saying Jill, that that's yes, why that's exactly why you did it. That's no, right. Because yeah, every yes. film, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because exactly. every filmmaker, <laughs> they are influenced by other films and whatnot, and what you're I influenced by. I do have to by. tell you the nerdy reason for the yellow, okay. And then how it was like, it first started with I watched. I'm a huge David Fincher fan as sure. well. He uses color in a very, very like strong ways, and I watched a Zodiac, and I learned through some nerdy video essay on the film. That which I freaking love. When I say nerdy, I mean in a good in way. In a great way, um, yes, of course. About about how he used yellow in the movie, like ev- yellow's everywhere. They're wearing yellow. There's yellow pillars, and there's yellow somewhere in every shot. And then at one point, when there's like a, a big time jump, everything that was yellow becomes blue, and it's like something you would never know till someone told you. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like I love those kind of things. Yeah. But I was like. Yeah, and I, the movie made me obsessed with yellow, and I was like, well, should we put her in yellow? And then I was Googling yellow with red hair, and I was like, this looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and then and then it ended up later having this meaning of, like, the, the yellow and the golden color always being around her, especially in her basement. Yeah. Was, like, the idea of her being the warm character, because she's the one you're supposed to, like, be in her shoes and like her and feel versus for her. yeah but it's like we like that makes sense versus your typical serial killer you make their like life all dark cold and, and scary yes, and, and gray and emotionless yeah so mm-hmm. i was like so it was it like let i'm a nerd but i'm like it was destined to have this like <laughs> meeting we didn't know in the first place that that yeah we we really went it was full blown with the color pack with the feature but we just kind of like had started the idea with the short it was gorgeous so thank you (laughs) wonderful now now that you made this highly successful film let's just say because Mm -hmm. let's say that let's say that bit studio contacts you and says we love the stylist we want your next movie to be a remake it has to be a remake we're going to give you money and we'll, we'll finance your next three features if you give us a remake of any, <laughs> any movie you want. Yeah. What would it be? What would you want to remake? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but would you... I swear I was gonna... I said I was... Like, I thought of one not too long ago. I was like, I'm going to be ready for the next time this question is asked <laughs> of me. And now I'm like, what the hell was I going to say? Um, remake movie. See? <laughs> I had a good one and now it's gone. Um, Damn it. You, you know, I, I would it's like all the ones I think of, and then I'm like, but then I would be scared to do it because it's already so good. Um, you know, what? I I would see you doing this. There's a movie starring Jodie Foster and Martin Sheen called "The Little Girl That Lives Down the Lane." Hmm, I've not heard of that. I have not seen that. Uh, it's but about, I need to see it. It's about this girl who lives in a house down by the lane, like <laughs> the hotel says. The lane. <laughs> they really but nailed it each, with the, with the but name it's, of the it, movie it, it deals with these really like sleazy guys that come to this house to try to like, uh, you know, prey on this young girl. Gross. But this young girl is actually a killer. And she Love takes out it. all these like kind of toxic men. <laughs> that sounds great. And like Martin Sheen plays this guy who like, oh. I guess kill people and is trying to find a place to hide out in this house. And he thinks he can like get one over this little girl. But Jodie Foster is like, okay, I'll let you, you know, pretend to seduce me in a way, but I'm going to kill you. you. Yeah. Yeah. 
That and, sounds great. But the movie itself wasn't all that great, but I think that it could be the remade. Is you know, the premise yeah. is great. It's just the execution. And I'm not blaming Jodie Foster and Martin Sheen because they're both really good. It's just the direction and the pacing of the story mm. just tended not to be as good. But I'm figuring that, you know, just taking it up taking things up a little bit, you would be absolutely perfect for that. And that's just... I'm still trying to think of something crazy to say yeah. for this. <laughs> Most random things are coming to mind. I'm just I thinking of things that I would, I would want to make a sequel for. Like, I'd love to make a Final Destination. Oh, a brand, oh. Like a franchise. I still don't, oh, I still don't like ride, like driving behind big trucks with shit on them. <laughs> yes. I'm like, no. I know. It's like, <laughs> nah, everyone says can't that. Can't do it. Can't that's do it. Nope. And whenever I see, like, I know. And, or, like, when... um. <laughs> When the guy's in the bathroom and the water drips on the floor and it like follows the little grout, tile grout. Yeah. <laughs> and it like goes right to him and it makes him like slip and fall and hang himself. Yeah. I'm like, every time I see water and grout, I'm like, I see you. Yeah. <laughs> you're not, I've got the quicker picker upper, you bitch. You're not, you're not, you're not getting me you're today. You're not getting me today. Not today. No, sir. Oh, gosh. That, you know oh, what I thought be, of one connected did. to Final Destination, but I love the original. Mm-hmm. But I would love to like make a modern version of Idle Hands. <gasps> that oh, was so oh, I just watched I that the, the other day though. with Devin Sawa. I just watched <laughs> that the end. With it. Oh, was in that Seth Green? Seth Green, and, yep. Yes. And there was that just other guy, Alba. Uh, yeah, oh god, that movie was Basically so good. Basically making like a good. satanic stoner horror comedy with so that, great. That's right up my alley. That sounds lovely, actually. <laughs> so good. You know what? I don't know why this popped in my head, but what if what if you remade ET and made it a horror movie instead of <laughs> a but loving? ET is such a sweet. Yeah, we I know. Sweet. I know. That's why you'd never see it coming. I can barely like, see a <laughs> clip of it, and I will start you know crying. You know what? Here's the oh, thing. So good. Oh, thing. <laughs> they already no. Hold on here. They already made a horror version of ET, and it's called Mac and Me. <laughs> so Mac and me. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say signs. Signs. No, but oh, really, I, I that guess, was a great movie. I, Wait. What a twist. We need to make a thriller version horror of Mrs. Doubtfire <gasps> because it is a horror movie. It it's is. super fucked up. This oh, dude is going to so go good. undercover and, and, and live in his ex's house like a total creep. Yeah. Like, that's totally fucked up. You know, like, back then, we're like, this is funny and cute. What? You know, yeah, like, if you no, found that not. out, you would be like, I... The crazy thing is that when yeah, uh, Robin... Yeah, would be like, you're going to prison, you psycho. prison, you... <laughs> yeah. What? Well, you know the thing, Weirdo. too, when, like, Robin Williams was doing, like, movies like uh, One Robin Hour Williams. Photo... And yeah, yeah. oh, that's that was a fucking so awesome movie. Mm -hmm. If he's doing movies in one hour photo, I can totally see him doing a Mrs. Delphire in this type of yeah, like psychotic sure. way for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've seen where people take the preview for Mrs. Doubtfire and put it to like yeah. scary music. <laughs> yes. yeah. And you're like, yeah, that tracks actually. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I love those those trailers they recut and, mm -hmm. and like that. It's so, so fucking funny. The, I agree. Yeah, that's so good. Were they the one for the shining? The shining? The, the shining? shining? Shining, they made totally a family drama. I do love that. <laughs> kind of funny. Daddy's been drinking again. Yeah, sure. Uh, we, so, got about, we got about five. All right. Well, I, I, I do, you know, I, I, Jill, thank you so much for being on here. I greatly appreciate this so much here. And like I said before, uh, I want to... I appreciate to... you guys for thank having you. me on. Thank you. Of so course. Before we do go, um, how did you get Arrow to do this for your first feature? Tip it down. Oh, I'm sorry. Just a little. There I said, 
sell my movie or else. No, I didn't. Did you, <laughs> um, is that what tapes? No, I didn't. <laughs> I uh, we were really fortunate to have um, XYZ Films represent the film as our sales agent. Mm -hmm. Which XYZ, you guys have like a lot of people have heard of. You see their logo before. Like they've made so many thrillers and horror movies and yeah, there you whatnot are. over the last years. There I am looking ridiculous in the See, booklet. <laughs> looking but, adorable. Um, this is so amazing that Arrow did this stuff it, for, for our first feature. Yeah. This is absolutely amazing. They, um, but yeah, so XYZ sent the film out to a lot of distributors that we'd want to show at because the film premiered during the pandemic. Normally all those people would see it at an in-person festival, but since that wasn't happening, they, they sent out the film and... Um, we had a few offers, but I when Arrow made us an offer, I was like, over the moon. I was like, this would be a dream. They would make us, because you know, a lot of distributors, you won't even get a physical copy at all. Like, you'll just be digital and that's it. And so I'm like, we're going to have like a, a real incredible mm -hmm. version of our movie that's physical if we go with a company like this. Like, they they care. They clearly love movies like what they like what they're known for is, you know, putting out old films, giving them their like true do, making them incredible additions with all these special features. And we had already been working on special features. We just didn't know if like they'd ever have a home other than like YouTube or something. And we're like, we go with them. We're like, they, you know, they're all yeah. Yeah. hacking these it's things. In that booklet and it shows um, the scene from the feature and then it must be showing uh, the similar scene from the featurette. Is that correct? No, it's um, the it's the the location scout it's like okay. when we were going gotcha. through the locations and planning how we were going to shoot you were gonna it. Do it i was because i like yeah. i said i didn't see the 15 minute one so i'm like oh maybe i mean that's it's cool i can't wait to he hasn't showed me that before so i'm like itching to look at it now oh, I, no, I totally will to uh but, but it's yeah and they even hired like people to it was just so flattering like within the booklet there's a an essay written by a, a woman named Allison, and then there's a video essay by Alexander Nicholas on the DVD. That itself. was that's like I love that in fact, essay. I'm like, You're making me sound way. I was like, this is this so is amazing. Stuff I didn't even think about when I made the movie, <laughs> and it's she's it's a whole video es uh, essay she does about the film's uh, take on like the working class mm -hmm. and women women in in, in t certain jobs that are like invisible, like a hairstylist, like how they're treated, like the help. And I was like, this is nothing I have, was like consciously thinking about making a movie about. And um, oh my God, it was so, that video is too flattering. And she even brings up 12 hour shift, you know, Bria's film. And it's just like, yeah, <laughs> you made me sound a lot no, smarter than no, I am. No, you just take credit. You just take it. You're <laughs> you like, take yes, credit, Jill. That's so incredible. Uh, like I knew all about that subconsciously. I'm but, glad you could see through it. But this latest <laughs> before it's got commentary tracks from Jill and actor Najara Townsend, uh, outtakes, uh, behind-the-scenes features, uh, the original stylist short film. Um, yeah, also the the short, the, on there. The short also uh, the other short, um, Pity, uh, from the stylist editor John Peta is on there too. And plus, my Blu-ray comes with a bonus CD soundtrack of all the songs yes, cool. that were featured in the movie. And it's absolutely great. And the funny thing, too, is, Jill, is that I donated to your Kickstarter campaign to get the digital copy of the stylist. And I and bought... And still got the physical one. And I, I, I bought <laughs> That's the... That's amazing. I bought the Blu-ray because I could not fucking wait. <laughs> 
did I was pretty sure when the digital store was going to come. So I'm like, oh wait, this is available now. I can order. I can go to arrow <laughs> arrow and order this right away. And I'm so glad I got a copy of this. I do will pick up this the vinyl soundtrack. If ASAP. we send one to you, can we get it signed? Absolutely. Yes. yes. I tell everyone, I'm like, I'll sign anybody. Just send them in. Send them in. Oh, slick. Okay. Pay for shipping, baby. I will do that. Um, now, <laughs> uh, the, the show is all about uh, promotions as well. And I know you, Jill, you have an OnlyFans page. Yes, indeed. And I'm all about, <laughs> I'm all about pimping that out. That is epic. You are beautiful as hell. Yes, please follow me and give me all your money, and yes. then I can go make more movies. Yes, yes see. Uh, what is what is your OnlyFans account? Jill Six. Jill Six. I'm the same name all over the places. Got yes, Jill is the type of girl that if I knew her in high school, uh, I would be like, "You're very beautiful," and she'd be like, "Shut up, nerd! Now give me your money." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she push him down. Push him down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You see. Because it's the tattoos and the right. black hair and whatnot yeah. there, yeah. See. Like I'm tired of your shit. Burn. Yeah. See. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, big honor uh, for being on the show. Thank uh, you so much. Big shout out Thank to you for and I, me. and I apologize immensely to everyone if I could not read their comments. My laptop is broken. Usually that's how you view womp, womp. your comments and whatnot there. So yep. I apologize immensely. Uh, this episode will be a little bit late. So enjoy the YouTube video right now because that's going to be our content until I get my laptop up. Uh, but you'll see it there. Uh, I had to give a big shout out to the Parkway Theater. Mm. Uh, last week, Ashley and I saw a 35 millimeter print of Escape from New York. And it that was, was awesome. It was absolutely epic. So shout awesome. out to everyone there at the Parkway. Uh, I believe their movie they have com- coming up here this week is uh, Some Kind of Wonderful. Oh, with, uh, all right. Eric Stoltz and my crush Leah Thompson and Mary Stewart oh, Matheson. Is this a movie that was before, that they made before or after uh, Back to the Future? It's, a, it's after Back it's to the Future. So, so it's he, after that and Howard the Duck. Okay. I was just curious because I'm like, oh, is this like before he got replaced? Oh. Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Yeah. No, after. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he did get a chance to work with Leah Thompson he did. after all. Yeah, you know. Oh, good. He can write it in his diary. Good for him. And I know coming up, they're having a whole Patrick Swayze uh, the tribute Swayze month. Craze. The Swayze craze. You fucking hell. <laughs> Vern, is, Vern was the um, founding member of I the Swayze craze. I'm not the fun. Me- he is. He made t-shirts. <laughs> oh, they fine. Yeah, I want real- one. Oh, yeah. See, all right. Well, all right well. <laughs> see, I'm telling you. Get on it. Damn. Quit trying to deny it. You're deep fine. love for the Swayze. Okay, fair enough there. <laughs> Shout out to you, Vivian. I know you're watching oh, this right now. All right. Love you. Uh, <laughs> uh, but also, so shout out to again, shout out to Parkway Theater. Uh, also, you can listen to our episodes every Sunday night at 8:30 on Full Swap Radio for their Vanilla Sunday programming. Uh, Full Swap Radio is a kink uh, BDSM fetish lifestyle podcast right. network, and we're available mm-hmm. on. And they're their... like, guess what? We need. We need. We need YouTube. Yeah. We need first night shows. Yeah, see? <laughs> I don't know how that works out, but we're like we're they're the hot sauce and we're like the milk. <laughs> we're just trying we're just trying just cool it down. Oh no, we put we put spicy content we on sure here. Do. We, we do, yeah. See, we spice, we, it, we up. spice it up there, yeah. Spice see? We're spicy, JV. <laughs> uh, speaking of spicy. So, so <laughs> yeah. 
So shout out to them. Uh, also, real quickly before I go, I gotta give our Patreon members a quick shout out here. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash pod. So shout out right now to Chris Revel of Let's Chat Podcast. Jason Soto of Rabbit Hole Podcast. Uh, we gotta get him back on the show. Same with Chris. I uh, also wanna thank uh, Jeanette Mittenham of ATA Jeanette. I uh, gotta thank Donnie Roberts mm-hmm. of Unreal Goals on Twitter. Uh, he has the book out right now, which I will share later. I can't think of it at the top of my head, but Donnie Roberts of our patrons. Uh, Linda Castro from Bed Knobs and Broom Flits. Matt and Ashley from Mashley at, at the Movies. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's right. Damn, you're good. I know. I was waiting for you to say it so uh, I could say it. I Matt appreci- and Ashley from Ashley. At the movies. At the movies. <laughs> and then who's the last one? You should know this person. Uh, Harvey Andrus. Yes. <laughs> Harvey Andrus, thank you from uh, your ex-girlfriend. So yep. big thank you to all of our uh, Patreon supporters. Again, that's patreon.com slash Uh Don't forget to follow us on all your podcast platform players, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. Or ever podcasts are sold. Good pods. Pod chaser, we're, yeah. we're, we're moving up in our pot and our good pods, so Yay. that's good right there. Uh, Jill, tell everyone where they can find you. Well, on all the social medias at Jill Six with two X's, nice, and follow the film as well at the stylist film and my website sixtape.com. No, nope. every time I say that, I'm like, so, let's six, I need to update it six desperately. So if desperately you... needs to be updated, don't look at it right. Now. <laughs> look at it like next week, maybe. Maybe <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so if you do another feature or short, can we combine Bietzras or like, yes, help out in some way, yeah. be involved in any way at all? Cause... We need all the extras we can get. Everyone thinks they want to be an extra until they realize it means you're sitting Standing in, like, around for, in the same spot mm-hmm. for like eight hours. Yeah. It's not just like show up for but ten get, minutes and, then, it's gone and then I leave. But yeah, you feed us yes, cookies, we'll right? Have cookies. Okay. Cookies. Totally I'm in. All right. You, that's all I need. You has there. Bribe me with food, girl. I'm there. <laughs> I want whiskey. Oh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's what's funny when whiskey. you mm. film a big crowd in the background. It's like you can't slowly be leaving, or like in random shots, there's only three people in another shot. Right. Just like well, I mean, <laughs> there's that one shot where you're having. They don't get that we don't shoot in orders. The other thing. Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah. There's that. I, I know there was some uh, errors going on when you were shooting the sequence with uh, Najira cutting hair, and you have other hairstylists in the background cutting hair and trying to make sure the footage of that one matches and all that stuff. And uh, I'm just amazed about. Oh my god, about... that was a nightmare of trying to coordinate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Continuity, baby. It's oh, not easy. Gosh, well, this has been a bucket list dream of mine to have you on well, our thank show. Thank you. Because I'm a huge admirer of your work. And like I said before, I've been in love with your work ever since Call Girl. And I'm like, oh, sweet. She hasn't a short out? Fuck yes. And then <laughs> if you just if you were just continuing making shorts all the time, I'd be like, whoa, sweet. A new Jill Gavardisian short? Fuck yes. Tap that. Hit that. We'll watch that. All right, new one out. All right, got to watch it again. And now I'm you have a feature out. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Burn. Sorry, but I'm sorry. So forward. <laughs> I can't wait to Good tap time. that next one, girl. Yeah. <laughs> when I watch cartoons. Like a maple tree. When I watch like, shows on the YouTubes, yeah. I got to tap that. You got to tap that, <laughs> yes, bitch. I Make sure I'm watching. Yeah. Hey. But hey, that's good. Very, I like it. Very honored, uh, but now you made this incredible feature that has been featured in like you know a lot of 
other film crits top 10 lists and is even featured uh, in the Academy Awards as well. Uh, very, very honored and proud and amazed uh, for this year, your short feature, your first feature. Uh, I expect, you know, bigger things. I'm hoping that uh, people will finance your next few movies right now. Uh, anything we can do to help out with Me that. Me too. That will be great. <laughs> well, I oh. can't wait to see what you do next. Yes. But thank you so much, thank Jill. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com.